0: Thanksgiving weekend Superman. That's right. I'm playing the Superman theme on Thanksgiving weekend cuz somehow it ties into this Thanksgiving story and, and what my next guest Kevin D Miller wants to share for Thanksgiving specifically. Kevin, first of all, welcome to the bro- to the podcast today.
1: Thank you, Alice. I'm glad to be here. Looking forward to talking to you.
0: So you write this book called Heart of Steel and it's it's kind of The topic is around Thanksgiving and how maybe hard family conversations uh, should be had, shouldn't be had. Where where are we standing on that? But let's dive into the book first of all. Why would you write it? Why Heart of Steel?
1: Well, the reason I wrote it is I was inspired by uh, my grandfather's story. Uh, We came across some old newspaper articles and found out that uh, my last name really isn't Miller. It's actually very Polish, Puhalski. And um, my grandfather, uh, you know, he had a lot of secrets. He took this secret to his grave with him. And we just kind of when we started reading these newspaper articles, we learned of a of a uh, tragedy that happened in 1920, where my great grandfather was actually murdered in his sleep. He was uh, shot in the head. My great grandmother was bound and gagged and they were robbed of six hundred dollars. And my grandfather, who was 12 at the time, uh, they lived in a farm in rural Ohio, was sent to the sheriff's office. And um, and then uh, as the newspaper articles expanded, kind of a scandal kind of took, took, uh, you know, effect and a lot of twists and turns and stuff went on there. So the story became more and more intriguing. And the more and more research I did, I learned just what a superman my grandfather actually was. You know, especially as a 12, almost 13 year old boy, um, he's got quite an incredible story. And I just had to tell the story. I just said, "This is a story I've got to tell." Even though, you know, he didn't, he kept it secret until to, to his to his grave. I just figured I, I got to tell the story.
0: Kevin, I started reading this today, and and uh, your guys sent us it over today, and I was just um... I started choking up. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is what he had to endure as a 12-year-old? Yeah. We don't want to give it all away because it's in the book, but just right. give us a glimpse into why he's such a hero to you.
1: The, the reason he's such a hero, and, and I guess this kind of ties into Thanksgiving and family and all this stuff, is is that he taught me in, in reading the story and writing the story that you know, you never give up on your family, no matter what they're going through, no matter what you're going through. I mean, family's everything. You, you stick with them, you know, through addiction, through whatever tragedy, through whatever you're going through. He was a man that he just, he was the patriarch of our family and he was the person everyone turned to because he just, he, you know, he was always there for you. And as a 12, 13-year-old boy, um, you know, facing what he faced and going through, um, I'm just blown away. You know, I, I was close to him, but I never knew, you know, the depth of his, of who he was.
0: And so how many, uh, how many Thanksgivings would you say you went to with him while he was on, while he was on this earth? How many Thanksgivings would you have gone with him? And of course your dad and mom and, and their side of the family as well?
1: Um, like dozens, you know, I, I knew him, um, my grandfather passed away in 1985 of colon cancer, and I was about 28 years old at the time. So, you know, I knew him very well, you know, and we spent a lot of Thanksgivings and Christmases and, and holidays and different, thing, and different things together.
0: So, And I ask that, um, Kevin, because you're telling me through all these Thanksgivings, through all these family gatherings, you guys never knew, not even your father knew about this story that he was holding on to
1: not even my father none of us knew we all thought our name was miller you know and and he changed our name in 1920 to cover up and pro- actually he did it to protect his family you know cuz in 1920 a, a, a scandal breaks out and and it's he didn't want you know the the you know the judgmental stuff or, or whatever to come down in his family. So he changed our family name and, and he kept that a secret and his, him and his siblings swore uh, an oath of silence and they kept it very, very silent. Wow. Uh, on wow. His, yeah. On his, yeah. Go ahead.
0: No, no, this is just, this is fascinating. Keep going. Cause I, I want to, I want my yeah. listeners to know more about this.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. I was going to uh, share that on, on his deathbed. Um, my uncle, my uncle, Rick, um, my dad's younger brother, he asked him, you know, as he was dying, he's like, pops, he's like, tell me about your life. And my grandfather, he said, my grandfather just looked at him and raised one finger. And he says, don't ever ask me about my life. And and he soon passed after that. And he, he took it to, he took everything that was hurtful and, you know, to the grave with him. And he carried that burden. He carried that weight on himself. You know, he didn't, he didn't, uh, Lean on anyone else. He, he carried that and took it to the grave with him. And it just to me, it's just amazing. How, how do you carry that, you know, knowledge and that tragedy and that hurt with you your entire life?
0: Now, have you guys? So, kind of so, so he, you obviously didn't find this out when you were 28. What research went into finding out the paper clippings? Just that alone.
1: Here's here's how it happened. My my uncle Rick, who I just mentioned, was at a funeral, and he was approached by some cousins of ours who were doing some research um, into ancestry and they came across these newspaper articles and, and they handed it to him and said, Hey, uh, hey, you might want to read these because your name's not really Miller, you know? And so that's how we, you know, we found out, you know, that our name wasn't Miller, it was Buchalski and, and that's what started the research. It's like, okay. And, and we, cause there was a, a, you know, a bunch of these articles that kind of spanned out over a week, week and a half as the, um, you know the murder case, the murder mystery, kind of starts, you know, revealing itself. So um, that's where the it, that's where it started. You know, so we, we, we kind of got uh, you know the the gist of the story there, and then started researching it deeper later on.
0: So you tie this into Thanksgiving. I want to know, do you do you think do you think places sites like Ancestry.com and and 23andMe and all this do you think that helps the conversation or at the dinner table at Thanksgiving, or is this like another don't talk politics, don't talk ancestry?
1: Yeah, you know what, I, I, I my personal experience, my personal opinion is, I, I think it's great. I, I think, I mean, obviously it's, there's a possibility there that you may learn some things that you didn't want to know. <laughs> You know, but my personal experience is I'm glad I know this. I'm glad I learned this story. And and even in writing the story, you know, I'd get choked up. I'd get emotional because it's an emotional story. And, uh, you know, but I, I think that you should. I, I welcomed and with open arms, you know, learning what I needed to learn and doing the 23 and me and DNA testing. It, you know, it showed me where my relatives came from and, and the roots there and, and my Polish heritage, um, the ancestry. Um, you know, it, it it revealed a lot to me, a lot of secrets and stuff to me. And, 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 but then again, I'm speaking for myself because, you know, there are a lot of people who have secrets revealed that they probably didn't want to know, you know? So, um, it's kind of a personal choice, really. You really got to kind of take that into consideration before you make that decision.
0: Now, Kevin D. Miller, I, I have this. How many relatives and how many people did you interview, did you talk to to put this book together? Because it's so comprehensive, minute by minute, really.
1: Yeah, um, actually, I, I interviewed um, quite a few. I mean, my, my like I said, my dad's 86. He was a great resource because he, he knew a lot, um, a lot about my grandfather, not necessarily all his secrets. But I also got some documents from him and some letters. Um, one letter in particular was from... Uh, uh, my dad's cousin, Francis, who was the daughter of Sophie. And she, she knew a little bit more than, you know, than most everybody did. And in that letter, it revealed quite a bit of information there, but I knew my grandfather personally as well too. So I could pull from that. And my grandmother, I talked to my siblings. I talked to, you know, cousins and my and uncles, other relatives and stuff, just trying to get pieces in, uh, from each person to kind of, you know, put the puzzle together.
0: And uh, but, the, culpr- um, the culprits yeah. that, that, you reveal in the book the the culprits of this whole scandal. Mm-hmm. Do they have siblings that, or or ancestors now that might have retribution, or or are you worried about that at all, or what what's is there a side to that?
1: Um, No, I'm not. um, Yeah, I'm not concerned about that because it was it was 99 years ago that the murder took place and and most everybody's everybody in the story is gone. Um, There are I I did. It's interesting because my my father actually got contacted by a granddaughter of Siski and she was looking for information on him um, and couldn't really find any. And she actually bought the book and read it. And, you know, and she, you know, and she liked the book. She said the book was good and stuff, but you know, I don't know her perception or how she felt about how I described her grandfather. Um, she said she actually disappeared. They didn't know where he went. Um, they didn't know that he went to prison for 20 years. Um, and, uh, so she's, she she didn't have a picture of him you know she was she was asking how I knew the description of him well that's that's as part of being a writer I, I don't know what he looked like either so I had to kind of come up with a description and in the areas that I don't really know the facts you know I have to then just use my imagination and my creativity as a writer to, to pull the story together and keep it flowing
0: so this isn't your first book you've written obviously
1: yes yes it's my first It's it my first book um won't be the last but
0: but you love to write so you, you wanted to incorporate your writing creative style into honoring your family and your grandfather this Thanksgiving.
1: Correct. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So you your fa- your grandfather took the story to his grave and I'm I'm just curious if sure. you ever wanted to protect that story or was it just too important for others to know that you said, "You know what? Let's write about this." See-
1: yeah, Alex, that's a great question. That really is a great question. It's something I kind of struggled with a little bit because it's a good point. I mean, he he was adamant at taking that secret to the grave with him. But after reading the story, I mean, after doing the research and and everything that I found out and uncovered about him and his character and stuff, it's a story I just had to tell. It's like I, I really felt it needed to be told. I wanted to tell the story. I wanted to honor him. And um, And it's also an inspirational story that I think people – Will connect with, you know, people will connect with the story and be inspired by it even, and, and, and kind of, because the overall message, you know, of the story is your family. You never give up on your family, you know. You 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 push through and and you you got each other's backs, you know. So well, we've had I, some stuff I, I had to tell. <laughs> we've
0: had some stuff in our family come out, but you know what? We're going to be together at Thanksgiving. It's going to be beautiful, and I think, in a way, I think Thanksgiving is a great day to heal heal the family yeah. after these stories come out and and like wow what can we learn but also how can we use this to unify us do you find that that's a unifying look, factor in your family
1: oh my gosh yes yeah i think it's a very unifying factor and i think those things i mean because you know like i said you, you need to look out for each other family needs to look out for each other they need to watch each other's back they need to protect you know every family has its secrets and and you know, and problems and stuff. But that's, that's, that family's business. And it should be, you know, respected and and protected and and looking out for each other, you know, and and Thanksgiving is that that day to kind of share those things and share family and talk about family. And so I agree with what you're saying.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, Kevin, I know you're a veteran as well. So thank you for your service. What tours were you in? What, what, where did you serve, and how did you serve?
1: I was in the, I was in the United States Air Force. I spent um, eight years in the Air Force um, back in the late 70s to mid-80s. Uh, so I, I spent some time in Grand Forks, North Dakota, a very, very cold place. Uh, I spent some time at uh, in Lubbock, Texas. I was an electronic technician uh, working on ground navigational aids equipment for aircraft.
0: I would I would say so. First of all, your time away from your family on Thanksgiving must have really affected you uh, back in those days.
1: Oh yeah, you no, know, it did because we're we're two thousand miles away. Uh, you know, not a lot of a lot of the times that we would try to you know try to take leave and and, and and go spend it with my family. But there were there were Thanksgivings that were um, that we were on our own basically. I mean, I had a wife and children um, with me, but you know. We didn't have, obviously, the big family Thanksgiving to to look forward to. So, yeah, we missed out on a few of those.
0: Would you say that your grandfather's story, now, obviously, you didn't know about it back in the 70s, 80s, but obviously, he had an influence on you, even overseas, like he would constantly on your mind, um, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Oh no, he was. He, and, and my grandfather, you know, he lived in Ohio and I, I remember going up there for uh, a school, a class while I was in the military at Wright Patterson, Ohio, and he flew me up to his cabin. So I got to visit him up there. And this was just prior to him, him dying. I, he had cancer at the time and I had no idea cause he didn't, he didn't let on. I mean, he just was a man that just did. That's why I'm calling Superman's appropriate cause he didn't complain. And it was the last time I saw him and the last time I got to speak with him. And uh, I saw a gentle side of him, you know, because he was a very tough guy, you know, very loving guy, but very tough. And uh, he never let me let on that he was sick.
0: Well, and your grandfather sounds like a pure example of the greatest generation, would you say?
1: Oh, absolutely. Totally agree.
0: So you, your father writes the forward to the book. And, and why is this so meaningful to him?
1: Well, um, it, it was another. It, that was another reason I wrote the book as well. My dad's eighty-six years old. Um, you know, he thinks he thinks highly of his of his dad, and he 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 didn't even know these things that were going on, and I I wanted to dedicate this book to him as well. I wanted to complete this book and and autograph it and hand him a copy, and I got to do that, and that was. Uh, you know, a a nice check mark off my bucket list because it it meant the world to me. The story means the world to him. I mean, he was, he encouraged me to write it. And when I wrote it, he, I mean, he, he said, you know what? Um, It's not nice to make your dad cry, you know, because when he read the book, it it, it choked him up. He relived a lot of, of tough memories as well and but uh, he he was very thankful for the but I took the time to write the book and and you know that's that was one of my motivating factors at writing it
0: and uh and for you personally you talk about this as you said you just got choked up uh does getting the story make you feel a certain way every time you tell it uh to different outlets
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Can you say that again, Alex? I didn't catch that.
0: Sure. So you tell the story often to different outlets. What's it like every, because oh. you said you get choked up. What's it like telling it every time? I'm sure there's different emotions that come into that, even just interview it, process. It, it, it.
1: Yeah, it is, you know, but but I I, kind of feel the same feelings every time because I'm very close to the story. You know, I'm very passionate about the story and it it took a lot, you know, from me emotionally writing it. And so it's so talking about it, I still have those same emotions and feelings and such when anybody asks me about the story and to tell them about the story. And I'm more than happy to to talk about the story because I I think it's something that's that can touch people's lives, you know, which is why. Now, do you like to.
0: Do you feel like a Pucholsky now, or do you still feel like a Miller? What, what's what's the feeling like now?
1: That, that's, yeah, funny, because when we found out, you know, our name, it was like an identity crisis. It's like, who are we, you know, because we had no idea. But I feel like both. I mean, my grandfather gave me that name. He gave me the name Miller, so that's my name, you know. But at the same time, I know I'm a Pucholsky as well, so I take um, – you know, pride in that is, is, is learning, you know, that I have a, a Polish heritage, you know, and, and a lot of history there as well. So so I embrace both names. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, it, it was it was pitched to me as how does someone handle dirty family secrets at Thanksgiving? So I guess that's one of my questions. How do people deal with this at Thanksgiving if they're not ready to?
1: Yeah. You dirty family secrets. I know that that's, that's a tough one, you know, and I don't, I don't claim by any means to be an expert on that, but, but my main thing is it once again, it goes back to family. You know, you kind of have to embrace each other and, and, and have each other's back and it's okay to have those conversations. It's okay to, to get angry with each other. As long as you understand that your family and and you lift each other up, you know, and you, and you, you fix problems and you protect each other, you know, you you have to kind of work it out like that. I mean, there's always the relative there that's, you know, that's obnoxious or or the person who's got a, you know, an addiction problem or such. But once again, you know, learning from my grandfather's lesson, the lesson in the book, it's, you got to pick each other up, you know, and just be there and by the way, for each other no matter
0: what. Mm-hmm. that's what Kevin Miller's grandfather did. He picked up the whole family when everything, when the chips were down, when everything was falling apart. Your grandfather picked it right up. That is remarkable.
1: Yeah, it, it really is, Alex. It's a remarkable story. And um, I'm just, you know, moved by it. And I'm so happy to tell the story and, and honor the man.
0: And by the way, we're talking with Kevin D. Miller. He's the author of Heart of Steel. Is it out now, uh, Kevin?
1: Yeah, the book is out. It's been out since August. Um, you can go to hardofsteelbook.com to learn more about the book and the story and actually get the links to Amazon. It's on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. Uh, it's also available at Walmart, I believe, as well. But hardofsteelbook.com uh, will um, will get you all the links and, and a lot more information
0: and he he probably never saw that sk- that unfolding the way it did is is that right he never saw his life unfold the way it did at 12 no
1: he, no i'm i'm sure he did not see it unfold like that and he just he just took what life gave him and you know just kind of punched it in the face you know and took care of his family and did what he had to do And he did that his entire life. He was just that kind of man.
0: Well, and there's a resiliency to to keep going after your father, after the the scandal happened. You know,
1: right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just to just to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm.
0: I don't know how far you go along in the interviews, but he lost his dad. I mean this this is the thing. It's just an incredible story, and I can't imagine it happening that way.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's, it is an incredible story and it it does affect my dad and he lost, you know, we, you know, when we lost my grandfather, you know, it it was tough, but it it became tough and, and just kind of reopened all those things when we started learning all this information about him. And, you know, I mean, the story, it's tough. It's an emotional story, but it does i do bring you back up towards the end because as That's he right. grows up he 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 seeks his own happiness and he finds my grandmother who was a feisty irish woman and he was married to her for 59 years um and you know he went through his own struggles and she was there for him to kind of you know pull him out of some things as well uh, too. So, so if you like a love story, you know, the, the story ends, you know, with a love story just like that. But uh, Kevin, could you have a little bit of everything in it?
0: Could you ever tell there was something weighing on his mind that he never would tell anybody? Could you just tell there yeah, was something? Look, there? Look,
1: yeah, no, I see what you're saying. I'm looking back. I would say yes to that. I mean, at the time, you know, I, I didn't think nothing of it, but looking back, I'm like, yeah, he, he had, he kept so much inside. And he revealed so little, you know, because he he was always thinking of everybody else and not himself. You know, and obviously
0: much. those because my dad's 82 now, actually. Yeah. And yeah. he's still very strong. He's like, no, I'm OK. I can keep when, when his health. Right. How was he with his health? I have to ask, because obviously when they get up there, they still think everything's going to be OK.
1: Right. No, and that's exactly how he was. He he died at 78. He probably would have lived a few years longer, but he, he was just one of those people that just tolerated pain, you know, even not just emotional pain, but physical pain. He was a tough guy. You know, I think my, my uncle told me a story one time that he pulled his own tooth, you know, that that's in actually in the book and it's actually a two story. You know, he just having a problem with the tooth, takes some pliers and just pulls it out, you know, never complains. And, uh, but yeah, with his cancer that he was dying of, we, we didn't know, you know, he just didn't, he didn't complain about it. He didn't complain about being in pain. Well, you know, and, and I,
0: uh, I'm just thinking, I think a lot of families find things to complain about. And, and yeah. your story shows, hey, you don't have to complain about everything on the face of the earth, that there are some good things going on in this family. Right.
1: Exactly, exactly. And that's, that's kind of how he looked, is take the positive look, you know, take the positive uh, road, you know, instead of always the negative and, and looking for what's wrong with your life and think about all the things that are right and all the things that you can do to make it right because it's like we kind of write our own story in life, right? Sure. I mean, you, we got the pen. If you don't like how our life's going, write a different chapter, you know, change the story, and that's kind of what he did in, in his life is he, he changed his story. He took control of his life, and he was dealt some bad cards, but he, he found a ways. you know, to make them pay, pay off.
0: Well, so the book's out. What, what do you hope – um, those that because I think you and I can agree, there's a lot of people finding problems with everything. Sure. Do you think this story truly could touch their heart and say, you know what, my life is not that bad at all?
1: I I really do, Alex. You know, I really do, and and I wouldn't have wrote the book. You know, if I if I didn't feel that way, I truly do feel that way. And the you know the feedback and reviews that I get from from readers um, from all over the country kind of have the same, um, theme, you know, they're all saying is this book made me cry. I couldn't put it down. It made me laugh It, you know, I felt anger. I felt the emotion of him, it, but it lifted me up and inspired me, you know? So I think it, I think it touches, you know, a, a place in, in people's hearts and emotions that they relate to, you know, because it's, it's a common, you know, um, thing that we share, I think. And, uh, sure. So, yeah, Mm-hmm.
0: No, it, it, you're right. And uh, speaking of commonality, I would say this is a great Thanksgiving gift in a way because it will give people a sense of reasons to be thankful and show why your story is a thankful one for sure.
1: Oh yes, definitely, most definitely.
0: And uh, and I know I'm going to keep reading it on my PDF. It's 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 so gripping. Like I, it is a page turner, Kevin. So congratulations oh, on that. Thank you, aspect. Alex. Thank you. And so any any last advice for people that want to find this book that want to read this book that want to buy this book and where can we follow you?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you go to heart of everything's up there. I've got all my social media up there that you can click on and follow me on Facebook and, and Twitter and Instagram. Um, I've got a YouTube channel as well and the links on the website. Um, and I also have all the links where you can purchase the book at Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, and, and there's a lot of more information, you know, additional information that I post on the site, you know, pictures, photographs, some some background stuff, you know, that you'll find interesting, probably more so after you read the book. So I, I would invite everybody to go to heartofsteelbook.com and, and check it out and, and get the links from there.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Kevin D. Miller, for joining us today. It is a – well, actually, it's, it's the Saturday before Thanksgiving, so thanks for joining the right. Saturday sit-down.
1: Yes, thank you, Alex, and you have a wonderful Thanksgiving.
0: You too. God bless you, and happy Thanksgiving.
1: God bless you as well. Thanks, Alex.
0: I'm Alexander Garrett. That was Kevin D. Miller, Hart of Steel Author, and uh, thanks, Tim, for joining us. We'll see you again here on Camero with Alexander Garrett. Hey, thank you so much, Kevin. I tried not to reveal a lot in the book, but I feel like there are some facets that we should— we, we Yeah. You know, because—